time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And this is our intro. Yeah, you get to learn who Steve and Matt are. All right, so this is basically a podcast, I would say. we're Well, it's not basically. We are a podcast that looks through all these old VHSs, whether it be in our, you know, underneath our bed, in our closets, at a flea market, or Bucket of Blood here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go through the piles and piles of plastic to find the rad films. Basically, yeah, it's a, it's digging through a forgotten format to watch either forgotten movies or beloved movies on the format that they were first put out on. Well, we grew up on VHS tapes. Uh, we grew up on the trailers before them. Mm-hmm. The Some of the shoddy work we would get, the tracking that was ugh, on those old boob tubes. Mm-hmm. Tracking the tape. The pleasant surprise of finding something after the movie. You know, a little... 10-minute making of or something like that sometimes would be pop on there or more trailers or whatever. My example of that is always going to be Masters of the Universe. Yeah. It is the film that made me as a kid always fast forward to the end. Ferris Bueller. Oh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, after I saw that there was something after, I was like, do all movies do this? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I always wondered, like, I think they do this in a lot of films. <laughs> we just don't know. And And then there was stuff like Full Moon did the mm-hmm. video zones, and the, I remember early Universal tapes had the trailers trailing. They were at the end on the Universal yeah. tapes in the 80s. So you would get, like, Prince of Darkness, I think, was one that I watched. You know, the movie starts right away when you first pop in the tape, and then after you get, like, the trailers for They Live or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So And you always got interesting promos on Full Moon and a couple of smaller production companies or distribution companies that would do it. You just don't get that kind of stuff anymore. No, and I think that that was something that excited us to want to do this. Not just, you know, the stuff that you find on the tape, but, like, you know, there'd be sometimes before the movie there'd be promos to buy a T-shirt and a mail-away offer, join our fan club, or learn more about this movie uh, through merchandising. It's stuff, or buy the video game. It's stuff like that that we don't see anymore that really tapped into the nostalgia. We were like, we kind of, we got to do something that talks about this. <laughs> How about the WB when they would have the Looney Tunes before, like, the Batmans and stuff? Yeah. Loved yeah. those. Yeah, little little shorts and things like that. It was it was sort of, this is, this is sort of a crazy realization I'm just having right now as we're talking about it, but it was... VHSs were sort of what happened with the theatrical experience because back in the day, back before we were going to see movies, you would get a full thing where you'd get a newsreel, a trailer, a short film. You'd get the feature you were going to see and then like something else after, like a little, you know, here are the stars arriving at the red carpet type thing. VHS has sort of adapted that. Instead of yeah. it being the movie-going experience, it would be the home entertainment experience where you get the trailers, the behind-the-scenes, the not necessarily newsreels, but, like, what's going on in the studio. You got that on tape now. Yeah, Blu-rays have moved into the market of we don't have time for that. Um, yeah. You get the option if you want it, uh, which might be better for the user. 
but it's not as fun. It's not as exciting because I came from that era. Yeah, yeah it's not as exciting. You don't know. You don't know what you're going to get when you pop a tape in. Besides the movie, you know, you're going to get the movie because that's yeah. what you bought. But you're going to get, you know, we don't know what making of or trailers for future movies. Uh, I think of like uh, I've got the Mystery Men tape, and it has a trailer for a teaser trailer for Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses on it, which ended up getting canceled by Universal, and, you know, Rob had to finish it and do it at Lionsgate. But, like, that little artifact that's on that tape... That's that's awesome. Like, that, you know, that's the gems and stuff we're going to be looking for. Yeah, my brothers and I used to play a game where we'd put in a tape and you'd have to guess what we're watching according to the trailers. Oh, that's awesome. We yeah, should do that one time. Like, we yeah, should do it like, what are we going to watch this week? <laughs> we would, Yeah, we would watch them so many times that, I mean, I remember the Sandlot, own that one, or any of the Ninja Turtles, you could tell right away. Because Ninja Turtles, I mean, with the new line, as soon as they'd have you, be like, oh, easy. <laughs> I have that VHS, by the way. One and two. Oh, nice. I have one, but I don't have yeah. two, so we'll have to we'll have to yeah. do those for sure at some point. Well, we'll move into who we are. Uh, my name is Steve or Steven. Uh, I'm a web designer, developer, marketer, whatever. I, I, I do this all as a hobby, and it's, it's something that I just love. I love the entertainment of the commercialization of the 80s that I grew up in, the toys that came with the movies, the stuff that would just rock your world. And then we moved into the 90s, the DVD phase, where it was it was crazy. We were the internet gen, the generation that first got the internet, the inter- you know, the generation that first got the DVD. We got some cool technology. Yeah, like thrown at us really fast. Yes. We went, we went from having no internet and tapes to all the internet and DVDs with endless, you know, features and multiple movies on a disc and, like, the possibilities were started to be endless all of a sudden. Yes, it was... I remember... When I'm probably around 97, 98, uh, when I found out that this internet had these websites made by people, there's just like movie reviews from random people, what their favorite, their favorite lists. And I remember actually stumbling across, I, I don't know what year, but I remember the full moon, whatever they called it. I, I don't know what their website was back then, but it just blew me away. I was like, these movies that I watched, which my, you know, sometimes my dad would rent when my mom was out of town or something, or we would just ride up to the video store during the summer. We had it rent in the morning, watch during the day, return it before they got home. Yeah. I mean, that's something that just, I mean, I don't know how many kids can do that nowadays. Right. It's the experience, the, the social experience of going to the video store, you know, having to talk to a clerk, having a you know, them recommend you movies based on what you're getting or being like, oh, this one you're picking up is great. Where you know? we had to interact with humans. Right. And then also, <laughs> like, besides inter- having to interact with the other humans there, going with friends, you know, riding yes, your yeah. bike to the video store. And as as a group of four or five kids going, what are we going to get this And we time? had to pick everything from the box art the photos in the back and the synopsis. Right, we didn't have the internet to look up reviews. No. We couldn't like pull out our phone and be like, "What's the Rotten Tomatoes score?" Like it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It, it was like that looks fucking cool. Like I'm gonna rent that. And if you rented a pile of shit, you had to deal with it. Yeah, and I think it made us appreciate it yeah. more. You know, it was like 
I think I think this is where I sort of found my love of B movies and trash cinema and exploitation and things like that because I'd be like, well, I'm only renting one today. I got to make this count. So I would mm-hmm. find the things I would like in those movies. So you really had to be an awful movie for me to get mad about it because yeah, I was always trying to find the gold in there. Yeah, that's what it was. You couldn't waste your time with getting a rom-com. I mean, at that point, we weren't forced to watch that because we maybe had someone we were trying to date. <laughs> but Yeah, no, and I, I just didn't have any interest in it. And no, I well, it, still... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah. I like them now, I guess. Some. some but, like, yeah, it was like you have one shot, so you got to pick the thing with the most lurid art or the craziest synopsis or the, the weirdest monster that's on the front. You know, it had... You had to make it count, so you're like, I'm not gonna go get a romantic comedy right now because I got I got this movie is the one I'm getting today, <laughs> so like I gotta make sure it's it's total package. Yes, you have to basically judge it on the marketing of mm-hmm. a box. Yeah, basically, this, what box is going to stick out the most? Right, and yeah, I, that's you know that's the whole reason behind this podcast too, and like. That that nostalgia, I, I still feel that, and I feel that when I go to flea markets or Goodwills now. It's like, yeah, these movies are twenty five cents now. It's not like it, it matters. Like I'm not not rolling in the dough or anything, but like I can throw around twenty five cents, you know. But like still, I want to make it count. Like I'm looking and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get four. I'll spend a dollar. What four am I gonna get today? Yeah, I'm still looking for the best box art. I'm still looking for the most. Well, that's kind of the fun. I mean, we're going to a flea market tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to find some stuff. And most of them are probably going to... I mean, we could pull out our phones. Right. We could look up the score, but honestly, I don't care. I I want to be judging this off what they've got. What are you hooking me with? Yeah. And if it's about a man with a robot hand that can fly around and kill things, and the box art's cool, and the synopsis is, all right, I guess enough. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll yeah. give you a shot yeah. as long as you're not an outrageous amount of money. Yeah, that's the thing right now. Uh, we sort of we sort of caught doing this at the uh, the height of the you know reinterest in VHS again. Like it's starting. It'll never be like a vinyl, but it's starting to kind of be like that right now. Okay. So now people yep. are people are going to jack up the prices now. We're yeah, gonna see. I ran into that flash flashback weekend. Where they would not budge mm-hmm. on they're five dollars each. I'm like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like five. Like I'll spend five dollars for like say say it was like an old full moon movie yeah. or something something that not in circulation. But like I'm not gonna spend five dollars on Urban Legends. You know, like yeah. that's well, he's everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, and like the Tremors one. I'm like, you're gonna five dollars on Tremors, right? Yeah, come like, on. It's Tremors. You get it anywhere <laughs> like, so yeah. we've, we've got to kind of learn to be bargainers yeah oh uh, i'm sure we'll get better yeah I'm, i don't want to buy just any vhs i still no. want to make it count but it's, yeah yeah it's 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 going to be interesting where where it goes from here with the reinterest again now outside of this podcast you kind of have a much more interesting uh, view from it because you're you're part of a society yeah, so uh, my name is Matt, and I write for HorrorSociety.com, uh, and it's a site that's just about uh, independent uh, horror movies. So think like your uh, 
whatever horror site you go to to get your horror news. I don't want to name drop anybody else. But you go to that site. Horror Society is that, but for the little guy. Horror Society is for the people that are making movies in their backyard still. This is mm-hmm. this is independent, truly independent stuff. The stuff that's making the rounds on the film festival circuits that maybe you missed. It doesn't have a big name star in it or whatever. Horror Society gives a spotlight to the independent artists. So I wanted to get involved with them. And once I did, I sort of, besides writing for the site, wanted to take over... Uh, a film screening series they used to do back in I think 2011 uh, that I used to go to all the time and that's when I really got involved with them the first time but I wanted to bring back Trash Movie Night so I have I definitely have a major major interest in cult cinema trash movies you know alternative cinema basically not not the stuff that everybody loves Uh, I, I love classic movies as well but i i have a definite affinity for the stuff that people sweep under the rug so i brought back trash movie nights here in chicago where we host at a bar the double features of these forgotten fun movies Mm -hmm. and it was something i loved going to back in 11 and now i'm hosting it so it was a really cool thing to be a part of and join up with and that has since spawned other screening series that we do at the davis theater and at the bar attached to that and at bucket of blood where we buy a lot of our tapes uh we do screenings there now as well and uh, a lot of those other ones besides the trash movie that that is spotlighting the independent artists so sort of working in that and then also i am a filmmaker as well mm-hmm. and i'm making these sort of movies that are inspired by the the exploitation that I grew up with. So, name drop the film. You can buy Take Back the Knife right now. It's available from uh, LC Films as our distributor. We have nationwide distribution, so anywhere you can buy your DVDs, definitely go pick that up. Uh, it's on DVD and Blu-ray. Blu-ray has a bunch of bonus features on it, so definitely pick that one up if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, hopefully, we'll be out on VHS soonish. We're trying to get that to happen. Uh, because oh wow, of, I didn't know that. Yeah. that. That's news to me. Yeah, we're trying to get it out on VHS. So hopefully, we'll have that out soon. It's definitely uh, Take Back the Knife is definitely a kind of movie that deserves to be on VHS um, yeah. it's it's inspired by those type of films so you can get that now and then pretty soon we will be worldwide distribution uh, will be on Amazon streaming within the next so you're listening to this October and the next four months will be on Amazon yeah awesome uh, I actually found you through well first what it was is I was like man I no one wants to watch these movies with me I had a real big problem with it. Like, all my college friends, basically. Mm, I mean, one of them will watch exploitation films. With basically, it's just me, though. So I started collecting these and then talking to my girlfriend. She's like, well, you got to find someone. There's got to be something out there. So at a slow day at work, I looked up all kinds of crap. I don't know. Chicago, horror films, yada, yada. Finally found a meetup group. I had no idea what meetup group was. I actually thought it was a dating site. So I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, there is a thing called Trash Movie Night. Uh, and I found this around Flashback Weekend. Uh, so not this year, but I believe... So even last August? Yeah, last August. Uh, and I actually saw that... Oh, Mike, the guy who does the meetup on it, mm-hmm. um, he's like, I'm in a red hat, and I went to Flashback, and I didn't see him. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, oh, well. I just checked it out. I liked Flashback Weekend, but I was still kind of like, I don't... Is shy about this? I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was about to get into a bunch of people who were like... You don't know anything about horror, <laughs> young man. 
But See, I'm you, 35. You found that we're not like that. We're no, like, no. Oh, you like that too? Let's be best yes, friends. Yes, yes. So it was, oh, uh, I, I was like, babe, I'm going to go to this thing called Trash Movie Night. Uh, and she's like, okay, have fun. So I went into it completely, you know, like, uh, unknowing what I was going to get into. And I do not remember the movie because it didn't matter. I was just like, we just were yelling at the screen. So after some research, we found out which one I, I had seen the trash movie night with Chopping Mall. Yeah. So we did Chopping Mall and uh, Deadly Friend for a killer robot double feature. It was, believe, in June of last year? June or June? No, yeah, it was June. Yeah, it was something. June of last year. Uh, it was my second trash movie night. Yeah, and the first time we talked was at the Emporium where you did the burning. Yeah. And our ticket to Hawaii, which is one of the best trash yeah. movies ever. Hard ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> Amazing. I yeah. had never seen it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what that's that's what I do. That's I have a love of these yeah. these movies, and you know, I'm lucky enough to have bars and places that you know let me yeah. show them and bring people together. Yeah, know? Fat Cat lets you do the trash movies, Emporium Arcade Bar, which anyone who's outside of Chicago in a small town like I'm from, there's actual arcade bars, and they're amazing. Yeah. Especially the first couple times. Uh, once you've been to them, you're like, okay, yeah, we got arcades. You get used to it. You get yeah, you get spoiled by you it. You get spoiled. Sure. Uh, but it, it's amazing, and they let you play that. Uh, and then we just slowly developed a friendship. And then after a while, I was like, I want to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we just we bonded over these movies, and uh, you know, just chit chatting at all these things. And we found out we live right down the street from each other. And yeah, that like, probably we should, sealed the deal. We should, we should probably hang out, and then we should probably hang out turned into, we should make a podcast. <laughs> and we found our niche, which was VHS, because when I found out he collected them, because I did too, uh, last Christmas I asked for a bunch of them, and my family thought I was possibly losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, anytime I, anybody's like, what gifts do you want? I'm just like, stop at the thrift store. Pick yep. me up, like, four weird VHSs you find. If I have them already, I'll sell them back. If not, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty that's, much That's it. all I want for gifts, too. So I'm right there with you. My sister-in-law and my brother actually went out and got me a VCR when I asked for it, and they were just dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And they were like, do you need the red, white, yellow cable? No, I've got plenty of them <laughs> from my last VCR that broke. Uh, and I, I currently have in my possession, I was, I was actually taking stock today, I think I have six VCRs right now because I didn't want to get rid of them when my parents were like, we're never going to use this again. So we had them in each room of the house, so three rooms of the house, three old VCRs, other ones that I had for me. So I ended up with like six VCRs. <laughs> yeah, and when I see my parents next, I told them not to throw away all these VHSs from back home. I, I remember I've got Dick Tracy back home, Batman, Batman Returns, all those classic ones. But I've also got some weird old cartoon ones that I remember there was a bin at Rit and Go Video in my hometown, Pacific, Missouri, just to give you a location. Um, they would have a bin. It was just weird stuff, like a dollar. Mm. And when I'd walk down there and work at my grandpa's tire shop, I would take my money that I earned from that and either go to the baseball card place, buy baseball cards, or go buy these 
weird ones, and I've got some back home that are bizarre. That's awesome. Yeah, and we'll break into those. Maybe we'll do it. We like to try to do this bi-weekly to start. Yeah. To get a, a flow for it, but if we, you know, if we get going on this, who knows? We don't know. Maybe weekly. Who knows? Yeah. We got enough stuff, I think, to mine from. Yeah. Uh, I I was sort of I was sort of like that too, where I would just pick up anything I could when you know when I say started earning money with myself, it was you know in in oh you know I turned got my first job at sixteen. I turned sixteen in oh uh, five oh six. So VHSs were kind of going out at that point. Yeah. So you could get them for cheap. But for me, I was like, that's a movie that's cheap. It didn't matter what format it was on. I was like, I have VCRs, and I want to own this movie. But I can get it for, if I get it on DVD, it's 20 bucks. If I get it on tape, it's a dollar. So, like, yep. I just I just hoarded up as many as I could. Video stores started closing around me. All the places that I, I went as a kid started closing. I'm from Chicago, and I grew up in the city. Uh, so and I was surrounded by a bunch of mom and pop video stores growing up in the northwest side, and they all started closing at the same time. So I just stocked up and I just got. And then I never stopped buying VHS. It wasn't like they went out and I was like, okay, cool, I hoarded all these. Moving on, it was always sort of like seeking out what gems I could find on VHS because I still mm-hmm. loved the format. So I never stopped buying VH. I bought them as a kid when, you know, asking for them for Christmas, bought them all out when all the video stores closed, and then just kept buying, finding weird things on eBay and Amazon and things like that, and then finding out that thrift stores had massive piles of them, and then I would be sifting through those. So I I never stopped collecting them, and now I sort of have a reason for it. (laughs) Yes. We can actually write them off on our taxes. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's Keep a dollar. Receipt. It's a dollar here and there, but like, still, like, it's there's a there's a purpose besides just the love. Hashtag adulting. <laughs> uh, I do it now with because this is a golden time to buy DVDs. Yeah, same. Uh, th- it's the same thing we saw happen with VHS. Mm-hmm. Is now a DVD you can get for a dollar. And I'm looking for the commentaries. Oh, okay. Uh, like I just bought the Brazil one I told you mm-hmm. about that has commentaries from. The director, the writer, uh, maybe a star or two, um, has behind the scenes. Uh, you can find them because during a time period, I would say about 2000, maybe 2004, 2008, there is, they were coming out with all these older ones where some of these directors and actors were still alive. Yeah, it was a it was a great time because the the DVD market was on fire. Yeah. So they were like, let's re-release everything and throw every bonus feature we could possibly dig up, any like rough footage, anything mm-hmm. we can find to throw on this DVD to sell it. And yeah, it would be like, you know, footage of the craft service table, but we didn't care. They were just throwing it. They had it. <laughs> I mean, and that started at least for me, what I've noticed was that's when you had these distribution companies come out of nowhere and start to get these older films that were dead and forgotten about that probably would deteriorate from the from the film from back in the 60s and 70s. And they started to put these things out. And it really started, at least in my mind, like a revolutionary, like, holy shit, what are these? And then you started to see these film documentaries come out in the late 2000s. Eight, nine, tennis yeah. area, and I fell in love with it, and I, I can't get enough of them. Yeah, no, it was it was a really, really, really cool time. 
to, you know, fall in love with alternative cinema because they had so many options. Like, I love like Elite and uh, Anchor Bay. They were mm-hmm. like uh, they were the kings of the kings of the market at that time. And I mean, sadly, they're not around anymore. But like those kind of companies, and now we're seeing companies like Scream Factory and Vinegar Syndrome and uh, Arrow Video. Uh, was it uh, not? Is it Synopsis? Um, Synapse. Synapsis. Yeah, yeah Synapse. Synapsis. Uh, I really like their stuff. They're a little bit more on the expensive. I think a lot of these, you know, they call them like boutique. Yeah. Uh, distribution companies, they are because yeah, it's, it's they're small and it's expensive for them to yeah, make it's very hard. But so, man, they put out some quality on their even the worst freaking film you can find. They are jamming it with quality. Yeah, I, I was just we're screening uh, Microwave Massacre uh, at the end of the month here. It's September now. We're recording this, so at the end of the month at Bucket Blood, we're screening Microwave Massacre, and I just uh, just you know, confirmed that and booked that with Arrow Films and bought their Blu-ray for the screening purposes, and that thing is stacked. It is yeah. just feature-filled for this movie that was just forgotten from 1983, did well on video, came out once, they didn't even, like, reissue it, and now it's a feature-packed thing. Yeah, I mean, and it also will help us on doing some of the VHSs that I know that we'll like. Uh, I would love to do a lot of them that have come out through maybe Arrow, maybe Synapsis, maybe Vinegar, maybe Shout. Um, and we can watch the VHS transfer and then listen to commentary and get that. Because commentary is by far, usually, the best way to learn. Obviously, the Internet provides us with so much. And YouTube does, too, with some other people you can do some research on but you know we want to do our own and i think the best way is to go straight to the source of like commentary yeah and the bonus features commentary uh you know i think all that's great I yeah, mean, that's amazing. i'd rather yeah i'd rather go that way than the internet i'd rather you know yeah. give look at the stuff that was provided from the makers yeah of the film so we'll now we'll go into, uh, I guess, what kind of inspired us growing up. I don't know, our favorites, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of them. So we'll kind of, because this is so vast, we're just doing this on the fly. So we're like, maybe we'll just do it by genre. We'll start with probably your 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 home plate, so to speak, you know, your big one. Let's go with horror. Yeah, so I would say I've got... I got three favorites in horror that I always go to. I always say that my favorite movie of all time is the original Evil Dead. Sam Raimi's classic original. Uh, A lot of people like two. A lot of people like Army of Darkness. I like the first one because it it really... It walks the line of the humor and the horror so nicely. And it hooked me into... uh, My favorite kind of movies are tonally schizophrenic and... Uh, crazy energy movies and this was sort of the first movie I saw that hooked me into that Uh, and then I'd go with I'd say another one that I always say is a favorite is uh, John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness which is not one that gets enough love Uh, but I think it's a masterpiece 1995 Sam Neill and it's terrifying something to watch on Halloween every year it's a great and I mean I love Carpenter's Halloween as well but this one is a favorite and then i would say classic black and white probably one of the technically best made movies ever bride of frankenstein that's one of my yeah that's absolute favorite movies ever made um okay so i'm 
I'm more of the over the top, uh, kind of teetering on comedy, or some of it goes into pure comedy. So uh, it's funny you said Evil Dead because mine easily, easily the one I've watched the most and know the most about Evil Dead too. Yeah, it's so I love that movie too. I just uh, have uh, you know. Uh, carry a torch for the first one, but uh, I love the second one too. I always loved horror that just went, it goes too far. The whole point of it is, and another one that oh, I've seen so many times is Reanimator. Uh, so, and that kind of goes into my whole zombie roots of uh, Day of the Dead is my favorite dead movie. Uh, even though that's the most grim reality one, but. There, you know, so it's kind of like I guess I either want completely grim, almost uh, apocalypse, apocalyptic, uh, or I want way over the top insane. So that's how I've always been, just very extreme with them. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting. Where you've got more of the, yours is definitely. I mean, Evil Dead is a classic horror film. Yeah. I mean, it is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, scared us as kids. Mouth of Madness definitely. Uh, and then, scares me now. <laughs> and then Bride of Frankenstein is totally just classic. Yeah. And it's but, definitely, but it also, and it's a sequel that's better than the original. It's also sort of the mind. first uh, horror movie that brought humor into it. And I think what I, I'm, you're more of the extreme, you like horror comedies. I like horror that dabbles in comedy, I think. I think that's where we differ yeah. a little bit because Bride of Frankenstein was like sort of the first to introduce humor into horror, but it's not a horror comedy, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, you know, it dabbles, and that's what the first Evil Dead does as well. Uh, so then we'll move into sci-fi. I mean, that's what I think about. I go from horror to sci-fi. What do you got? Uh, I'll, I'll pick two for sci-fi, and they're pretty, they're pretty stock. They're pretty generic uh, favorites, but I love them. I'm going to go with Empire Strikes Back. And I'm going to go with Alien, the original. Yeah, wow. Uh, shit. <laughs> you just literally picked two. My exact two. <laughs> That's why we do this together. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, okay, you went with Alien. I guess I could go with Aliens, but that's not really. And then you're like, Empire Strikes Back. I go, well, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> Here's one sci-fi that I think I could watch, and I've watched a lot. Um... Children of Men. Does that count as oh, a sci-fi? Oh, yeah, that's a sci-fi movie okay. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of my favorite. And again, grim, mm-hmm. kind of apocalyptic. See, I'm seeing your taste now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm seeing like I, your taste laid out. My apocalyptic, I mean, I guess you could go into the Mad Maxes, but I put those more into almost fantasy action. Mm-hmm. Apocalyptic fantasy action. Yeah, they're not very yeah. sci-fi-y. Yeah. No, they're not at all. So, I mean, but... Children of Men, though, is sci-fi, sci-fi. for sure. You yeah. think? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's I love it. Okay. The cinematography in that, the mood, the tone, boom. They nailed it. Uh, and then we'll go into, whew, what's, I mean, action. So, again, I have an old and a new. I mean, the old isn't that old, but uh, my old uh, sort of favorite action movie is Terminator 2. Yeah, Easy. That's, uh, I think that's it's, a perfect movie. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. I love the first one, too, but it's something about Terminator 2 that hugs me. Yeah, it's it's a perfect film. It's it is the first movie that made me cry as a child. It doesn't make me cry. I, I have a thing now where I can't cry during movies. It doesn't work on me. I've seen too many movies. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. You get. To, I've seen too many yeah. movies. Yeah, like I can I can cry in real life, but I can't cry in movies anymore at all. But this was the first movie, Terminator Two, to make me cry, and it's an action fucking movie. You know, like that's crazy. Oh, uh, when Terminator goes down with the thumbs up. Oh yeah. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Um, 
it's fun uh, side note, but uh, kind of interesting. It's something about uh, acid made me cry as a child because the end of Alien Three. Also, when the the little alien baby comes out Bust of her out, yeah. and then lands in the ad, I wept. Like, I just yeah. wept the first time I saw that. I mean, I was I was a little kid. I was able to watch these movies as a kid. Thank you, parents. Um, but uh, yeah, that wrecked me. Both of those acid scenes. But anyway, other action movie, uh, modern. Uh, Got to go with the raid. I don't think I've seen a movie that brought brought it so that much like that. That is a good one. That is really good. And, uh, you, and you know what? It'd be another Terminator and Terminator 2 thing. I think I like The Raid 2 a little bit better than the first one because it, it bigger scope, more action. So maybe I'd go Terminator 2, Raid 2. My uh, brothers and I, we were definitely classic action guys. So we, we did our Rockies. Uh, we did our Arnolds. And Predator is definitely one I could put in the sci-fi, but I consider that more action. I would do, put yeah. that in action, And too. that is one of the ones I, I would bring to an island. Predator. I can watch over, over. Simple, but very, very well done. And it's so over the top, like, just so much machismo. Yeah. So much testosterone. Uh, I mean, Jesse Vivaldi Ventura in that he's only he only has, like, ten minutes of screen time, and he's easily my favorite character in it. Yeah, it's one of those movies where you, they develop the characters so well so quickly. Yes. That, like, everybody has a favorite character, but they don't last that long. No, most of them don't. I mean, he calls them a bunch of slack-jawed faggots. I mean, you can't yeah. say that anymore yeah. in a movie. Yeah. Unless you do a time period. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless right. you do... We just watched Stephen King's It, uh, what, last weekend? Yeah, we, and somewhere then, around yeah, there. And then it pops up in there. Uh, and then uh, I guess we'll go into, like, I don't know, do you have a comedy you want to list? Hi, Airplane. 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 Mine's Dumb and Dumber. Great. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, drama, I would go, mm, I kind of like the coming in their own stories sometimes, so uh, I don't know. You got one at all? I can't. I think, so. well, yeah, I like I like coming of age movies, and you can't go wrong with Stand By Me ever. It's oh, classic. Yeah. Uh, and then just more, you know, I like, I like black and white gangster movies, so I would go White Heat with James Cagney. Right. It's probably my favorite. I got Almost Famous. Okay, right on. Yeah, I really like that one. That one touched me for some reason. Um, and not in the bad way. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, we're going pretty long here. Uh, so I think you pretty much get the gist of who we are. Yeah, so this is what we're this is what we're into, and it's what we like. We like these kind of movies, and uh, we hope to help you discover some, and then f- maybe find things you didn't know about the movies you love, or then find things you love about the movies you thought you didn't like. Or maybe we can take you back in our little time machine and you can remember some of the, like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that trailer or that promo. Right. Like, oh, there was video game trailers before that. Or, like, Cool World had a video game? It does. (laughs) And, you know, hopefully in the past this will grow. You know, we'll get a website. We'll get, I don't know, maybe we'll put some of this audio on YouTube. We don't know. We honestly, we are hitting the ground running here. We did the best that we could. We got some nice microphones i yeah. think yeah and we're trying we're, we're trying just figuring it yeah. out we're, we're just, just like, going we're figuring it out as we go we're like amateur podcasters here yeah but you know we love this stuff and we just we're hoping that we could share this with people where the love is infectious it's good I, word yeah i think this is just about spreading like the positivity and love of movies overall i think that's what we're trying to do all right uh and we will try to always end with our tagline but if we don't call us out 
So we're going to say it right here. Be kind. And rewind. Later.